welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond, Tybee Island Police Blotter Edition. We're back with you again this week to discuss all the crazy things that go on in our quiet little beach town. It's been a little less than quiet this past couple of weeks. I've heard a lot of sirens. Just today alone, I was sitting in my office and I heard several sirens. I'm like, I bet that's going to be on an upcoming episode. Yeah, and there was a lot of cops up at Benny's the other night. I don't know what that's about yet. That hasn't come out yet. I'm sure it'll probably be on the next edition. Before we get into the current events, I found this little gem from St. Patrick's Day circa 2006. Are we throwing it back to the olden days? Yeah, they didn't have blogs back then, but they did keep records. And it looks like in the two weeks around St. Patrick's Day, officers responded to 11 parties, one of those involving bagpipes. Now, were the bagpipes being played? Yes. Or were they being used in some different manner that might have required the assistance of police officials? No, it was probably being played. And I don't know how you can have a party without bagpipes, really. Like, what kind of party is it even worth having? Well, at this last parade we just went to, there was a guy that came by in the parade with bagpipes playing. Maybe he was the guy from 2006. Probably was. There was also a noise complaint involving naked people in the street. Curiously, no one was arrested. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to overlook them little infractions. <laughs> naked people in the streets. That actually sounds like it could be an album, you know, and maybe it was like, <laughs> well, the Village People, their final album... Naked people in the streets. None of this surprises me, does it you? Bagpipes, naked no, people. I'm actually Noise surprised complaints. you didn't mention a bearded dragon, honestly. Well, there's no bearded dragons this week. Uh, why do we even do this anymore, <laughs> then? <laughs> Let's get into the week of March 19th through April 1st. 2023. That's the two weeks, the previous two well, weeks. Well, let's do it. Let's What's do happening? It. What's going on? On March 19th, which was a Sunday, officers responded to a local restaurant in reference to a woman allegedly attempting to start fights with other patrons in the parking lot. Upon their arrival, officers found the woman lying on her back in a puddle. <laughs> oh, no. While attempting to speak with the woman, the officers noticed that she appeared to be highly intoxicated and was unable to form coherent sentences or stand on her own. I, it seems like maybe, just maybe, she might have consumed a little more alcohol than probably was wise. Probably. She was placed under arrest and charged with disorderly conduct. You actually found a woman lying in the street one day when we were on a walk for taking the dogs on a walk. Remember that? Yeah, we took both Layla and coffee. We were walking not far from our house, heading to the south end of the island which isn't much further than where we are right now and there was a lady just laying in the street i mean she was laying in the street motionless me and crystal saw her and we we're like what is going on here and i go over there to try to help her up she weighed more than me yeah and i was getting her up and some nice guy from one of these other apartments came down and said uh, let me help you so we picked her up carried her back to her place which is up the street she could barely walk and meanwhile awful. coffee and layla did not understand why there was a woman on the on the ground so they were wanting to get at her so i had to walk away with them and they freaked out because you weren't with us you do not break up the pack that's rule number one it the is. dogs will not let that happen do not break up the pack so it was a whole event it really was and it wasn't pretty and when we got her back to her apartment her boyfriend, who apparently didn't bother to come look for her, might have even been her husband, I don't know. He was just 
sitting there and he was like not even surprised that we drug her in and, <laughs> and he's like just let her go at the door and i'm like if we let her go at the door she's gonna fall face first onto this hard floor so at least let her put her let us put her on a couch so i mean that other guy put her on the couch and you know, kept her from being run over by a car. So I feel like I did my civic duty. Yeah, so women in the streets laying there intoxicated. It's a daily occurrence on this island. <laughs> on Wednesday, March 22nd, officers responded to an address on Pulaski Street in reference to a possible burglary in progress. Oh no, somebody getting burgled again. There's a lot of burgles going on. During the course of the investigation, our team learned that a group of six passers-by decided to use a ladder to climb onto the roof of private property. You mean urban exploration? That's what they were doing. While speaking with officers, the owner declined to pursue charges, but asked that all six be issued a criminal trespass notice and not return to the property. Well, that sounds actually quite reasonable. Maybe they just wanted to get a better view of the ocean. Or maybe they were all extremely drunk. Well, I'm sure. I mean, that goes without saying. But it seems like if they were, they probably would have got arrested for disorderly like, conduct. Think about the effort they went to. They they got a ladder, climbed up onto a roof, all while intoxicated. Well, That's it's not the lot. weirdest thing people have done with a ladder on this island, I'm sure. <laughs> probably not. That that does kind of scare me because our one of our decks, you know, you can only access it from inside the house. Or with a ladder, and I've never really thought about someone. Could That's just, how they're coming in. Yeah. That's how they're, now they could just open the door that's on the front of the house, but no, they're going to find our ladder, take it over the fence, go around, use the ladder to climb up on well, top of the deck, and then they still have to get in a locked door. So, but what I mean is, if the door wasn't locked, because I'm not as conscious about that door being locked all the time, but now I will be, thanks to these six urban explorers. Thank you. So they'll have, have to figure out how to unlock the door, and then when they get into the house, then they have to deal with the wrath of Coffee and Layla. Yes, I think we're pretty safe. Oh, I'm leaving the door open, baby. <laughs> Just come on in. Just open the door. On Thursday, March 23rd, one of our officers was on patrol in the area of Butler Avenue when he spotted a truck making an improper U-turn. As the officer continued to watch, the vehicle came to a stop in the middle of a marked crosswalk forcing a pedestrian to step out of the crosswalk and walk around the truck in order to cross the street. <whistles> After conducting a traffic stop, the officer noticed that the driver's eyes were bloodshot and that there was a strong odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink coming from his breath. Would you say that this odor was emitting? It was. During the course of the investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the motor vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. So why do you always have the alcohol in your car? Like, Well, how are you going to drink it if it's in the trunk or <laughs> back at the uh, service station, as I like to call them? The service station. I call every gas station a service station. I don't know what it is, if it's the North Carolina or the Mayberry thing, or the reason everyone calls a tissue a Kleenex. I think that's branding. He also learned that the man did not have a license. The driver was then placed <laughs> under arrest and charged with improper U-turn, no driver's license, and DUI. Sounds like he got off easy. I wonder if he has the sort of guy that has a name. I imagine he probably didn't even have a birthday. Probably not. He's not that type. I'm not the type of person that would have a birthday, a name, and or a location to give you. In the early morning hours of Friday, March 24th, one of our officers was passing by a local bar when he heard several people screaming and arguing. After the officer stopped and spoke with the group, 
several of them decided to leave the area. One man, however, chose to take a swing at another. As a result, he was placed on the ground and placed under arrest for disorderly conduct. I'd like to see the body cam footage of that one. Oh, no. Later that same morning, officers responded to a local bar for a disturbance. During the course of the investigation, witnesses told the officers that one man was arguing with another while his female companion was exposing her breasts to patrons outside the bar. I wish I could say that's an isolated incident, but there's yeah. been at least one or two times that we've been in a I bar saw that and we see recently. that happen just randomly. By someone we know, actually. Uh-oh. <laughs> her name will not be named. Didn't start with a C is what we're saying. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Based on this and the fact that both the man and the woman were obviously intoxicated, officers instructed them to leave the area and not return for the evening. Shortly thereafter, officers were still in the area when they spotted the man returning to the bar. I'm here with my bow's chest. <laughs> At that time, he was placed under arrest for disorderly conduct. As officers loaded the man into the patrol car, the woman also returned to the scene, screaming and, and insisting that she be arrested alongside him. Why is this happening? Why is this a thing? Why well, does the woman want to be arrested? Like she has nowhere too? to go. If he if he's going to jail, she's going with him. We're both going up the river, baby. <laughs> I don't care if you ruin my life. I love you. <laughs> That's a phrase we keep saying on this <laughs> episode. <laughs> she was also charged with disorderly conduct. I wonder if she was still raising her shirt up at the time. Well, I would say that's quite disorderly, and it involves some conduct, so it could be a thing. On Saturday, March 25th, officers were sitting in heavy traffic as a result of work being conducted on the Lazaretto Creek Bridge by the Georgia Department of Transportation. Tell me about it. Ugh, that was a thing. It's awful, and they're not done. Like they're a two-hour wait work. to get on and off the island. It was a disaster. During this time, one officer spotted a motorcycle illegally passing cars by driving along the shoulder of the highway. As the motorcyclist passed his location, he extended his middle <laughs> finger towards the officer in a gesture commonly referred to as flipping the bird. We need the clarification. The biker then attempted to pass a second officer who activated his lights and sirens in an attempt to conduct a traffic stop. As the officer did so, the biker shook his head no and sped away. The officer began to pursue the motorcycle, but was called off due to the heavy traffic conditions and unreasonable danger to the public. A report was filed, and no further action was taken during this time. So he got away. I certainly hope that he went flying down the road and then got popped by a state trooper. Yeah, I, I don't know. Was he coming on or off, did it say? It doesn't really matter in this scenario, because I think if he was coming on the island, he probably would have been tracked down. Yeah, so that's I'm assuming what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm assuming he was trying to get off the island, because getting on, where could he go that he could hide? Because they had the description. There might be a stray U-Haul park somewhere <laughs> that he could just go hide in. Hey, can I fit behind your meth lab uh, kettles or whatever it is you have in a meth lab? I don't know. That night, officers responded to a report of an aggravated assault. Upon their arrival, they were met by a group of three teenagers consisting of a male and two females. While speaking with them, the group stated that one of the girls had been arguing with her ex-boyfriend over the phone throughout the night. Then, while they were sitting in a car at Fisherman's Walk, the ex-boyfriend walked up and knocked on the window. At that time, the other girl stepped out of the car to introduce herself in an attempt to mediate the argument. As she did so, the ex allegedly pressed the barrel of a handgun under her chin and told her he didn't give an F who she was before instructing her to get back into the car. 
The girl then jumped back into the vehicle and the group left the scene. During the course of a follow-up investigation this week, detectives were able to identify the suspect and he has since been arrested for aggravated assault. That's crazy. Now, when you start bringing a gun out in these situations, yes. it seems like that that ramps up the severity of whatever charges he should be facing would be. Right. There's no reason to bring a gun. You don't need a gun. No. Why do you need a gun? Well, I mean, I, I won't say you can't have a gun, but people well, I mean, like not this. not for that. Yeah. People like this should not have a gun. Have a gun for protection, not for, like, threatening people because no, you're mad. No, that's, uh, that's highly illegal. Yeah, I don't like that. In the early morning hours of Sunday, March 26th, officers responded to a residence on 14th Street in reference to a noise complaint. As officers arrived on the scene, an estimated 50 to 100 juveniles ran from the backyard, disappearing into the night like cockroaches. Huh, 50 to 100 juveniles? <laughs> yes, juveniles. Not juveniles. The adult responsible for the house was advised of the noise ordinance violation and cited accordingly. I had no idea that 100 children would be, I don't know, a disturbance. I wonder if they had bagpipes. Almost certainly and in, undoubtedly a bunch of bearded dragons. Well, hopefully they weren't naked when they were doing <laughs> Well, I certainly hope not. <laughs> But I wouldn't be surprised. I think juvenile means under 21. Oh, okay. Like well, yeah. Well, then that's totally they're not fine. children. It's totally children. Fine. Oh, were, no. These eight-year-olds. No, they're everywhere. I don't think they were eight. I think they were, like, young young ones. Yeah, 11. <laughs> no. On Tuesday, March 28th, officers responded to a moped crash on Fort Avenue. When asked about the accident, the driver stated that he had been driving down Fort Avenue with his wife on the back of the moped. When they suddenly fell over into the street. And he realized that she hadn't been on the back of the moped <laughs> for the last six miles. <laughs> During the course of the conversation, an officer noticed that the driver's <laughs> eyes were bloodshot and watery. And that there was an odor, similar to that of an alcoholic beverage, emitting, emitting from his breath when he spoke. And he didn't accuse the officer of having uh, his smell, sense of smell being off. Like that last guy, he should have tried that. He's like, yeah, well, why do you think I'm driving a moped? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's some people do because it is trans valid means of transportation, but a lot of people drive it for the reason that our neighbor next door used to call it a liquor sickle. Yeah, the liquor sickle. When asked whether or not he had been drinking that evening, the driver indicated that he had a lot to drink. At least oh, he's yeah, honest. I drank it all. I, I drank I, it But all. I don't have a name, so no, what so you, you going to do? No, so you can't track it down. That's the, that's the loophole. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence. Like, where are you hiding your alcohol on the mopeds? Well, it turns out I got this separate tank up under <laughs> that holds my grain liquor alcohol. <laughs> the driver was then placed under arrest and charged with DUI. Once at the Tybee Island Police Department, the driver became uncooperative and belligerent to include throwing a cup of water in an officer's face. As a result, he earned an additional charge of disorderly conduct. Why not just pile on? Yeah. At that point, you might as well earn your time. Yeah. You know? He wants a place to stay for the night. That's cheaper than renting a place, honestly. And also, you don't have to deal with the booking. You don't have to deal with making sure that you check out at a certain time. Because I imagine, I've never been to jail before, <laughs> but I imagine they, they're pretty flexible yeah, about release. Yeah, you can probably sleep till at least a night. Yeah, I mean, uh, come on. It's probably good accommodation. She probably. Could, that Tybee Island Police fed. Department is nice. Yeah, you probably get, you know, a nice view in there and everything. Mm -hmm. We have a nice police department. And they have dogs there. Yeah, we have a dog and we have a canine officer. 
Yeah, and I bet he was probably involved with the odor sniffing. <laughs> His name's Rocky. He's adorable. I don't think he's like an actual trained officer dog. They just adopted him from a rescue because he's cute. And he, he gets to wear a badge, yeah, I hope. Yeah, I he, hope. he brings a lot of like, um, he, he keeps the morale up. He's a morale officer. He really does do his job yeah. very well. He I've never to, even met him, but I know he likes he's a good boy. He likes to visit with a tourist, and he's like public relations. He, he wears a lot of hats. Well, dogs are, you know, multi-talented generally. They are. Ours just, you know, know how to walk and eat. On the evening of Thursday, March 30th, officers responded to the YMCA in reference to a report of suspicious people on top of the building. What is it with people on buildings? Well, they need to just get rid of these ladders. Is what it, they need I'm going to lock up our ladder, like, because it's downstairs in a little storage. Well, now you're telling everybody <laughs> oh, yeah. where it is. Good job. <laughs> it's easy access is what I'm saying, but it's going to be having a lot. Have you never watched Perry Mason? I do, and that, that's... That's really scaring me now. Well, it turns out he shouldn't have brought the ladder out to start with. After enlisting the help of the Tabby Allen Fire Department, officers were able to gain access to the roof. A check of the area revealed that the suspects had fled the scene, abandoning two vape devices on the roof in the process. I wonder if they sent that one to the crime lab to have it checked to make sure what it actually was. Yeah, I doubt it was a nicotine vape. It's one of them fancy vapes you can only buy in Las Vegas and California. Right. But I've seen them here on the island. <laughs> I haven't. I don't even know what you're talking you about. You have seen them. I didn't say we have them. I said I've seen people oh, with yeah, them. Oh, yeah, I've seen people with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. On Friday, March 31st, officers were contacted by a person who reported losing their wallet somewhere between 13th Street and the pier. A short time later... A good Samaritan turned the wallet over to an officer who was working off-duty at a local restaurant. Upon inspection, the officer found that the wallet still contained all the victim's belongings, including credit cards and $2,500 in cash. Officers then made arrangements to return the wallet and its contents to its very grateful and rightful owner. I bet they feel very fortunate that the person that found their wallet was a nice, honest Individual. Yeah, and it wasn't the guy on the moped or the guy starting fights in the bar or the woman showing her breasts because those sound like the kind of people would have taken that money and drank it. Well, <laughs> put <laughs> that money right up my nose. <laughs> well, you remember our son lost his wallet here one time and somebody did the same thing for him too. And he had $500 in it because he had just won the jackpot at Bingo and he's had it in his wallet and we went for a bike ride and it fell out of his pocket. And he didn't realize it. And yeah. then the police called us. And like when the police call you, you're like, oh, my gosh. Why? What did he do? Yeah. What did my son do? Because they're like, are you Elijah Lay's father? Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah. But they returned his wallet, too. So luckily, this person was a good Samaritan. Well, I would do the same thing. And well, you I, would I know too. we would, but there's a lot of people that tourists see, might not do the same thing. Twenty five hundred dollars—that's a—that's a vacation. That's a lot of that kind of substance that uh, you know we talked about on the uh, Patreon episode. You know, you can rub that on your gums, and it's you know kind of cocaine flavored. <laughs> yeah, I might support your habit for like three days. Yeah, or if you're like Alec Murdoch, about twenty seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Later that same day, officers responded to the area of Butler Avenue and 17th Street for a hit and run. After obtaining a description of the subject vehicle, our team spotted it driving down Butler Avenue with a damaged bumper and deployed airbags. Well, you know, as you that's not, do, that's, that's not a normal obvious. Thing. <laughs> After conducting a traffic stop, an officer noticed that the driver's eyes were red and glossy. 
That pretty much applies to every single story you talk about. I notice their eyes. Uh, no, like what if you just have allergies, man? They're going to search your car for the alcohol you left in This there? allergy I got sort of smells like liquor. <laughs> when asked if she had any alcohol to drink that evening, the driver admitted to having one Mezcal mule. Well, it sounds That's like it. she's at least somewhat honest. Just one. Just somewhat. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the driver had been operating the vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. I don't believe a word of it. Like, who carries the evidence in their car, people? Stupid people Throw that get arrested. Throw the alcohol away and don't admit anything and don't let them search or your car. How about you just don't drink before you drive. You well, know, definitely maybe don't that do that. Be the thing. But if you let them search your car, they're going to find your alcohol. Well, imagine she's probably not so much alcohol, but probably ain't thinking what you'd call most rationally of any human being. She was subsequently placed under arrest and charged with hit and run and DUI. So it looks like the highest number of cars coming on the island was Friday, March 31st. 9,939 cars came on the island. And only 9,051 of those left. Yeah. (laughs) Where'd the rest of them go? I don't know. They're still here. Oh, no. We're growing. So there were 15 unlucky dogs that got caught down by the beach this time. Well, the dogs don't get no ticket. The people with them do. They so. do. It's a pretty steep ticket. So don't take your dog down onto the beach. Unless it can fit in your pocket and you can hide it when the uh, code oh, enforcement they'll find drives it. by. There were five dogs at large, which is kind of scary because if you're out walking your dog on a leash and there comes a rogue dog. Ain't no telling. And if they're at large, it means they can just come over and start a fight. And if something gets in a fight with Layla and Coffee, ain't no human being going to be no, able to separate them. No, no. That's scary. 16 people took glass onto the beach. That's a big no-no. We keep warning people. Now listen. Don't smoke on the beach. 11 people smoked on the beach. Four people littered. Two sandbar violations. That one will get you killed. You cannot be on the sandbar anymore. Like, you used to be able to get on it, and they would, like, call you in when it was getting close to high tide. Yeah. No, you can't get on it at all. Yeah, it's, Period, I think it's ever. a $1,000 fine. Really? Even. Yeah. And there was one noise violation, and it was probably our neighbor. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is a human being I just love so much. <laughs> you do. You have a lot of love for thy neighbor. Yeah, that Bible verse always keeps coming back to haunt me when I think about my neighbor. Who is my neighbor? Unfortunately, my neighbor is my neighbor. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode of Tybee Island Police Blotter. Tune in two weeks from today when I'm sure we'll probably be talking about more people climbing onto roofs, more odors emitting from it various places. It won't be places. my roof because I'm hiding my ladder. They won't need to because I'm just going to leave the front door open. <laughs> it's a safe island. Uh, it doesn't seem to be. Like, I've, before we moved here, I remember, like, researching the crime rate here to make sure we weren't, like, walking into something scary. And it has, like, a really low crime rate. But then you read this, and it's like... You just don't know. I just don't know. It's just like ladders can't be safe anymore. You just can't even own a ladder. All right, now we got to go, because I think I might possibly hear about 50 to 100 juveniles (laughs) in our backyard, and I need to go investigate. I think that's the rats. Oh, yeah. They're about the same size. (laughs) They are. worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.